Hi, everyone, and welcome back to our second episode of Leadership with Liv. We have a very special guest with us today. Alex, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, everyone. My name is Alex Ellsworth, and I'm the Nevada DECA State President, and I'm just really lucky to be here. We're really excited to have you on today, Alex. So the first thing I want to talk about is like your background in leadership a little bit. So I have a question for you, and that is, when did you start calling yourself a leader? Oh, I love that question. Honestly, I started calling myself a leader after I got elected my first position because I feel like leadership is everywhere and there's always someone that is looking up to you at the moment and there's always someone that you are looking up to at the moment. So as soon as you get put into a position where people start looking up to you and asking for questions, that's when I started to consider myself, okay, I'm in a position of where people come to me for things that I'm not always used to. So as soon as I got a leadership role, that's when I considered myself a leader, if you will. Love that answer. And that segues perfectly into our content today. We're going to be talking about mentorship and role models and what that all has to do with leadership. So I have the definition of role model from like the internet. Oh, I love that. And so it says a person looked to by others as an example to be imitated. And that feels very textbook, obviously. So I want to know, I want to hear what role model means in your own words. How would you define that? A role model? Yeah. (laughs) a role model is just someone that you look up to and you look up to for advice or just you view their entire being as something that you would want to be or want to take something out of and honestly I love the idea that everyone is always a role model and you're and someone is always going to be a role model to you I feel like we're always looking up to someone or multiple people and someone's looking up to you kind of it could be as small as like your little sister looking up to you about oh I love the way she dresses to um being in a large position in this kind of an association and people genuinely look up to you and ask for advice. And I just think role models are everywhere. And just, it's I just people that you look that. at. I love how you mentioned like the size of role models, you know, and how like influence can come in different yeah. and shapes and like leadership doesn't have to be like, you know, the president of the United States, it can be something yeah. so small. And I love that you mentioned that. And, you know, a lot of times I feel like leaders these days get caught up with the idea of being like the perfect role model, you know, being yeah. this perfect leader. And yeah. I mean, there's qualities that come to mind when I think of a perfect leader. I think of like, you know, someone who has the people's interest in mind, someone who's more, like willing to be like a public servant. Sure. You know? And so I feel like I love that you mentioned smaller examples of leadership because, you know, this idea of this perfect leader isn't attainable, yeah. and we should try to be a role model by being the best that we can be. I love that you said that. Okay. So leadership, like you just said, it translates into role modeling, regardless of the leader's intention. I wanted to share a little story. So back when I used to be an FFA, I had this friend, Avery, and Mm -hmm. I kind of forgot what she asked me, but she asked me something and I, I gave her an answer and she was like, okay. And I was like, you know what? why did you just say, okay? Like I told her to do something. I don't exactly remember, but I was like, why did you say, okay? Like, why are you going to do what I just told you to do? Like what, even though I was, I think the president of my FFA chapter at the time, why do you feel that even though I have a position, like, why do you feel I gave you, why do I, why do you feel I have the authority over you? That's a valuable question. Because I look up to you and because people look up to you. And that was, I think my first like solidifying moment that I was like, oh my goodness. I'm a role model. You know, I have influence over other right. people's actions and what right. they do. And I just, that was a really like groundbreaking moment for me because I've always enjoyed leadership. It's one of my passions. It is my passion, you know, and yeah. seeing how that translates into being a role model, whether you want to be or not. Yeah. I, just, I thought that was crazy. I don't know if you have any experience like that, you know, where you uh, realized that you were a role model. 
Mm-hmm. So. Honestly, I love that story, by the way, because I feel like we all, especially in these kinds of positions, have had moments like that, whether it's just with members or even with some of your friends. And sometimes it's really hard to view yourself in that way because truthfully, leadership is not positional. So you can have a position and still until something like that happens, like your story happens, you're still, it's not solidified internally to you because anyone can have a position, but it's what you do with it. And it's how people view you. So it's really powerful that you had that. And I'm glad you told me that (laughs) honestly, just, it speaks miles on how people look up to you and you're just such a role model yourself. So seriously, like you, I just thought that was such an interesting concept because I never really thought of myself in that way. But um, I have a little statistic that I want to share with you, and I want to hear your your opinion on it. But this is 74% of Americans have a role model, and the average person has four during their lifetime, not all at once. Yeah. um, I wanted to hear what your role models are. You know, who inspired you in the way that you lead now? Oh, my gosh. I love that question. Oh, gosh. I have had so many throughout my lifetime. But if I'm going to just go DECA-related specifically, I just sort of... I would say it's a, it was the president of Nevada DECA when I was a freshman, because when I was a freshman, I did not know what I was getting myself into. I signed up to go to state and I get there and I see the officers giving their keynotes and the president just steps right up. His name was um, Raj and he just comes right up and totally aces his keynote, gave direct eye contact to everyone. So confident. And it was just you could see that his entire team just loved him and they loved his embrace. They loved his energy. You could tell that they wanted to be around him and his confidence just radiated to some little freshman that had no idea what a state officer was. So I'd say initially he was my first idealistic version of the kind of leader I want to be someone that people feel comfortable around and feel like they can ask about anything. And honestly, his presence was just so powerful. And that says something coming from me who didn't really know what I was getting myself into or who I was listening to. Just, I'd say, I'd say, yeah, Raj, he was the Nevada DECA president a few years ago. I love that story. You know, it is, it's, I wonder if he even knows like the, the small thing that he did <laughs> I know. impact on you now. And it's crazy <laughs> if you think about it. Impact on future state officers and members now. But I mean, this is kind of a like generic answer, but one of my biggest role models was O'Brien from last year. Oh, you're so right. I loved his leadership style. He was just so welcoming. You know, no matter how like big his presence was, you know, those small interactions I always had with him, it just felt so important. I felt so important in those moments. But there's one specific moment from Power Trip last year. I remember him and Sarah, I'm pretty sure, had like a little workshop together. Mm -hmm. And Sarah was like talking about the PowerPoint that was going on the screen behind her, but she would occasionally look back at O'Brien and he would look at her and he would nod and smile whenever she was talking. And I think about that all the time. And I've actually implemented that in my own, like my DECA chapter, not my state, but um, that like nodding and that smiling, that like reassuring as they're going through and presenting, that's always stuck with me. And that's like why he's been one of my role models, because like you said earlier, you know, you want to be around him. You want to be on that team. He seems so like, I mean, he is so supportive. And so that's something I try to translate my own leadership. Celebrating their wins as well as yours. I'm so glad you mentioned O'Brien because I totally thought he was the most incredible, one of the most incredible people I could have met. And it's just his energy. And it was so obvious he wanted to be there. And he just had such a warm, welcoming embrace that people just wanted to be around him. So I'm just, I'm glad you brought him up because you can't forget about, you cannot forget about him. 
Right. He, he really is just truly such an amazing leader. And to, to think that we have, you know, even a slice of the impact that he did is yeah. just groundbreaking for me. But what I kind of wanted both, you know, you and everyone that's watching this to take away from this is to lead more consciously, you know, think about those people that are out there that when you're not looking, they're looking at you. And it kind of comes back to integrity in a way, but, you know, you right. consciously lead and, and think about those that you were leading, even when you're not looking at them. Is there any takeaways that you have from this? From this specifically? Yeah. Honestly, I feel like everyone that we kind of talked about in a sense, it was just revolving around the passion that they have for the organization. Because honestly, I think some of the best advice that I was given was that leadership is not positional. It comes from within yourself, regardless of any position you have or any social standing, if you will. I think it's just so important that we share our love that we have for an organization because I mean, O'Brien's like the best example. You can see that he wants to be there. And I feel like people can see that you want to be there. So I just was kind of reminded of the passion that, I mean, you have for DECA and also just some of our role models, just people that care about what they're doing and are intentional in what they're doing and are intentional in the way that they're leading. So that's, I'd say that's what I took out of this little cute combo we just had. Right. No, and you as well. Your passion is just so amazing for Deca. I look up to you in every way for that. But stop. Thank you so much for being a guest on Leadership with Liv episode two. Our next episode is going to be out Wednesday, October 12th. So stay tuned for that. And thank you so much for watching, everyone. I hope to see you guys next time. Bye.